Other times, it's been a question that's been asked to put me in my place or to tell me where somebody thinks I belong because I don't look American enough. And so this question has been used in really beautiful, holy ways and also really hurtful, demeaning ways. So we are in week one, whether you knew it or not, we are starting a brand new sermon series starting this week. And we're starting it because um, we found that coming out of the pandemic, questions are helpful, right? Helpful to enter into thoughtful, compassionate conversation with one another. And also, we wanna give a big grateful hug to Sanctified Arts um, because they are giving us this amazing tool to go deeper with one another. And so each week we're gonna have a question. The series is called, I've Been Meaning to Ask. Just sit with that for a minute. Coming out of the pandemic, well, in a new season of the pandemic, in this new season that we find ourselves, who are those people that you meant to connect with more, that you meant to talk with more, that you meant to ask, how are you doing? Or this week's question is, where are you from? I will be very, very honest when I share that this was a very hard question for me uh, for two reasons. One, when people have asked me this question, where are you from? Sometimes it's entered into beautiful, holy conversation of like nationality and culture and uh, common interests. Other times it's been a question that's been asked to put me in my place or to tell me where somebody thinks I belong because I don't look American enough. And so this question has been used in really beautiful, holy ways, and also really hurtful, demeaning ways. And so a lot of these questions that we're entering into, that we're asking during the series, are questions that really could go either way. Because they're meant to be questions that take us deeper. Not just, oh yeah, I'm good, I'm great, have a great day. But to take us deeper, where are you from? and to listen for the answer, and not to just think about, oh, I ate kimchi before, or one of my favorites, I dated an Asian girl before. Not my dream, <laughs> don't say that to anybody. <laughs> um, and there are conversations that can take us deeper into understanding where you came from. I love one of the practices I've had with some of the youth groups or people that I've been able to serve and love is asking, what's your middle name? Our parents have our first name and our last name and like sneak in this like middle name that actually probably comes from a grandparent or some sort of heritage or there's always a story with the middle name that we don't hear quite often. And so wondering where do you come from can be a really holy, opportunity and invitation to go deeper. 
For me, I am Korean. I'm South Korean, and I'm still trying to figure out what that means. Uh, part of being adopted is not knowing my birthday or my birth parents or really where I came from. I can tell you I came from Korea, but I'm still learning what that even means. For a lot of us, we realize that all of these titles we hold are just pieces of us. Korean, pastor, sister, friend. These are all pieces of us that make a whole. For me, I was an orphan, and I identify with that quite a bit. Being an orphan and adopted into this family, into this body, into this faith, by the grace of God, and so are you. You too have been adopted into this faith, into this family, into this relationship. In our gospel for today, we read about Jesus adopting his family. He even gives Peter a new name, and because of who Jesus is, given a new identity. Because Jesus is the Lamb of God, the long-awaited Messiah, the God who is with us, they are adopted into this family. You are adopted into this family. Is this family large? Yes. Is this family dysfunctional? Absolutely. Welcome to the family. And still, God is God. God will have God's way. Jesus asked Nathaniel, do you believe because I said I saw you? You will see greater things than these. Jesus sees us. I had the opportunity this weekend of seeing the power of somebody being seen, being known. I was able to be at the South Central Synod of Wisconsin Youth Gathering and hanging out with all these youth and young and people. It was just, it was beautiful. And I noticed that there was, you know, there's always that person that kind of just holds the corner or is kind of by themselves or just kind of like, you don't know who they came with, but they're just kind of hanging out. Well, those are my favorite. <laughs> and so I walk up, how are you? How are things? And throughout the weekend, we started to get to know each other. And what ended up happening, and I, I was like, why don't you share this piece of you with everybody? You are, you are just so amazing. And her response was, words always fail me. I get nervous or I say it wrong, and I just wish people could feel what I dream. Sit with that for just a minute. If only you could feel what I dream. My words are going to mess it up, my eye contact, my body language. I'll probably get it wrong, and yet I wish for you to feel one another's dreams, to feel one another's hopes, to feel one another's holy conversation where God speaks and is moving and is dreaming something more beautiful than you can ever even imagine or fathom inside. And yet we hide. We're too afraid to let people see that vulnerable side of us, that side that still hopes. It doesn't matter how old or how young you are. 
You still have a hope. You still have a dream. And if for nothing else, I believe it can be Jesus. There are a lot of titles that define me, Korean, American, sister, friends. These are all titles that define pieces of me. But none of these names and titles can save me. It is Jesus Christ alone that saves. And what do I mean by saves? I mean through Jesus, the identities that the world tries to attach to you, the lies that try to make a home in you, they have no weight, they have no bearing, they have no say. You are defined alone by the person of Jesus Christ, this Lamb of God, this God with us, who came to walk with us, beside us, because God wanted us to know what it looks like when God comes, when God hangs out, what it is to see one another. One of my uh, things that we do with my dance company is we go to the Shakopee Women's Prison, and every time we go, I say, I invite you um, to leave something with them. Not like any items of things, because like you get in trouble for that, but like leave with them like a prayer or a hope or dream. And on the way back, one of my dancers said, I went in with the intention to see them, for them to know that they're seen. And the really unexpected thing that happened was I felt seen. And it was so vulnerable. Here I am going to this women's prison, ready to to see everybody, and yet in return what happened is she was seen. She was known. God is inviting us to come and see with one another, not asking questions to divide. How many of you had had somebody ask you a question to maybe figure out what side of politics you're on? Or, it's okay, you're in church, you can be honest, right? Don't put me in a box. My friends, like, we keep talking about filling up a cup, filling up a cup. God, fill up my cup. Beloveds, we are the ocean, raging and moving and breathing and creating with God something beautiful. What happens when God says, come near, come see? We see what it looks like, we embody what it feels like for the dome in which God reigns to be unleashed. And what does it look like? It looks like people who know where they came from. Anytime somebody tries to put you in your place, you get to rise up. That same power that rose Jesus from the dead rises up in you and say, Beloved, you want to put me in my place? My place is beside Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. That's where I am. That's where we belong. We have been adopted into this family, not just for ourselves. We've been adopted into this family so that others can know, can see, can experience what happens when God comes near. People are fed. The widow is taken care of and revered. The orphan has a place to belong and call home. This is the God we serve. Beloveds, I pray that throughout this week, 
you will come and see the places where God is moving and speaking and breathing change, breathing hope, breathing love and light into this world. This God continues, this God breathed over the waters of chaos in the very beginning. And God continues to breathe over the chaos of us. For all this and more, for the ways that God continues to show up, not abandon us, not leave us, not forsake us, but walk with us and invites us to come and see for all that and more, we give thanks. Hear this blessing and know that it is for you. Family of faith, as you leave this place, may God grant you the curiosity to counter assumptions, the vulnerability to be friends, the bravery to speak your truth, the wisdom to listen, the strength to ask for help, the resiliency to choose love even when it's hard, and the awareness of the Holy Spirit always beside you in the name of the God, Creator, and love itself. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.